West West Show. You are now listening to Empty Out the Clip. Okay, welcome everybody to another episode of Empty Out the Clip. EOTC. This is the podcast where we talk about what happened during the week in the news, sport, or whatever. I'm here with my brothers, Avi and Lady. What's up, boys? What's up? What's up, boys? What's up, What's shaving guy? <laughs> shaving guy. It's cracking. It must be on your way to 100 and Mikia Fuse. We say Phyllis. Oh, soon, hopefully. I don't know. You can, um, you know, uh, you can. Check your classes, eh? Yeah, man. Download the app. Yeah, I, I didn't, bro. I didn't even know that, bro. So how far off are you from hundred? The last time I said I saw it was sixty-one. Oh, so I know. So you know, because you didn't download the app, how did they still keep track of your um, the classes you attended? Yeah, I think that I think um, they might um, or Jordan just ticks it like remembers it or ticks it off or whatever. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because I thought it was that to do with the app. Like, if you had the app and you booked it, and, you know, it will tell you that's, that's how that's you a know. Good, that's a good um, strategy, don't we? Or but I think if, if Jordan does it, like, on his own, that shows how committed he is to his business, you know? Yeah, yeah. Looking out for all the members there. Like, if you come to a class, at least you're going to be ticked off. Like. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but shot, man. But, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it starts with... Uh, a f- some shout-outs. I know, I know Let's has a few shout-outs for this episode, but we'll start with you, Us. Um, okay, I just want to shout-out to my daughter, um, Rose. Uh, she just turned 21 yesterday. Oh, happy birthday, Wakalika. Uh, <laughs> right, 21. 21, big 21. Um, shout-out to uh, my niece that came over to, uh, for my dad's uh, 80th. Um, to all the family that came from out south um, on the day, it was really nice. It was just... Um, he didn't want a big like go to a restaurant or anything. He just wanted to, because we couldn't do a barbecue because it was raining. So we yeah just got um, trees. It was yeah it was nice. Um, and just a shout out to because um, we got this thing for our training group. Um, this club was coming next weekend, and everyone's been committed. This whole uh, last past three three weeks, I think. Um, everyone's been committed to come um, to the trainings and that. Um, shout out to the crew. Um, yeah, that's my shout outs. Um, so my list of shout outs, man. This was a late happy birthday to um, Safotu, a junior who was on here on the back of the 135. Happy birthday, Us, um, to Brasco, Filippo, Etuale. Um, happy 40th birthday, Us. Sorry we didn't come out to your birthday, but I know you smashed that man. Friday to Tuesday, Brady, I love the commitment. Lucy's still going away. <laughs> my man. And um, a huge shout-out to um, also to to my doggo, Devita, again, flexing his um, NSL logos forever. Um, proud guy from the hood doing his thing. And also to Hans and Sevita. Thanks for the pl- um, for watching, gents. It was good to see someone on a Sunday morning then coming and get all see on the pod. So, yeah, <laughs> to show you um, yeah, the support we're getting from guys watching. And my last one's to um, to my bro, Pat. Pepe, happy 40th fools. Hope you have a good time having Rara Tong with the muscles and friends, our close friends. Um, yeah, Pat flew over from Melbourne, I think, last week on Saturday. And um, shout out 
um, breakfast at West City to be caught up. And um, yeah, I just wanted to let you know, let it go. It was 24 years ago, man. It's just a game. It's just a game, <laughs> man. But now, nah, yeah, good to touch base with some of the boys that we used to get up to, you know, good back in high school over at the Dog or Mickey's. So, West Coast Road, um, Mickey's got a place along there. Got a nice bar set up downstairs as well. So, hopefully, we get to question that one again. It must be good if you're not going to work on a Monday. Shop <laughs> <laughs> boys. Mean. Mean let's. Yeah, I just want to make shout out to um, the girls from the One Free Fire playlist who dropped the first episode of 2023 uh, this week. I think on Monday or Tuesday, you can find them on uh, YouTube or, or Spotify or Stitcher. They dropped the episode about songs. They uh, uh, the, the best playlist of songs that were released in the year 1971. So it's it's cool. It's a bit of educational. If you want to go down yeah. and reminisce about the songs that happened in 1971, a lot of songs that were like used as as as, as samples for yeah, masters for samples, eh? yeah, for modern day R and B and all that. So go check that episode. Also, shout out to the boys from the the Canarock, our, our rugby podcast on the West West Network. Stace hosting that one, and the boys uh, Sally. And Roger and and Joey jumped on, talked about uh, Super Rugby. Uh, they previewed the Super Rugby games this weekend, and they also talked about. They had a good conversation about the um, situation with the NZR and the and and the coaching situation with uh, Ian Foster and and Razor uh, Scott Robinson and all the drama that's happening behind the scenes there, which is pretty interesting because for the longest time I remember in New Zealand rugby history. Especially when it comes to the ABs and when it comes to the the management and all that kind of stuff, the NZR. It used to be the NZR a few back in the days. Never ever heard anything like this, you know, the, all that drama. Like you never heard anything about the background, what going what goes True on. That. You know, this is the first time the, the media's jumped on to what's going on with with NZR and Scott Robinson going behind the back of the coach, the current coach, you know, to talking shit about Who's going to be the next coach and not talking to anything about it with Ian Foster and all that? But so yeah, it was a good, it was a good conversation and a good insight to what's going on there. Hey, yeah. so, so what is, he, is so Scott Robinson? He's going. Is he going abroad or is he is he going to be the next coach? Well, we don't know yet. It's it's probably probably, but we don't know. It has been made official. But the the all, all the shit started when Scott Robinson came on the news and he said, oh. Got some great news or something like I've got some oh. you know, things are gonna be great for me <laughs> soon. And he's he dropping did, hints. He's dropping hints. Yeah, he's dropping hints. And this was news to Ian Foster. Like, hey, what the hell? Like, and then people are like, what's going on? Because why is this happening? Did Inzera talk to Scott Robinson behind Ian's back and said something about, oh, we want you to stay because we don't want you to go because you're gonna be the next coach. Yeah. See, we don't know this, you know, and. Apparently, Ian Foster didn't know this either. <laughs> so, so he came out. Ian Foster comes out later on to say, "You know what? I won't be applying for my my position after the World Cup." Oh, okay. You know? And then after that, Inzidar says, "Okay, we'll be announcing a new coach for the after the World Cup in four weeks' time." So they're going to announce a new coach for the All Blacks before the World Cup. Oh, who's okay. Gonna, who's going to yeah. take over the the, co- the coaching role? Which, if you think about it, sort of makes sense in the in the um, future point of view because with all the all the with all these New Zealand coaches that are doing good, like and they're out there, 
looking for jobs too. Like Dave Rennie, he just got fired from Australian rugby, but he's a quality coach. You know, you got you got Jamie Joseph out there as well. Um, you know, he's another he's another quality coach. He, he, I think in Zara's point of view is they got to secure a good coach before they take off to, to someone else. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, I think from that that's their perspective. I think, but but whether they handled it correctly, that's a different story. Yeah, so um, the sevens I saw New Zealand won um against Argentina. Was it Vancouver? Uh, not Los Angeles. Not oh, that was last week. They had another oh. one this weekend. They're in Vancouver. Oh, okay. So I think the final was tonight. I think. Hey. Also, oh, New Zealand finals? women's in the the finals. I'm not sure. I saw someone gave. I saw, I saw USA beat uh, Samoa yesterday, in in the, oh, in the round robin. Men's. Yeah, in the men's. Yeah. Man, man, shout out to Brian Lima though. Fuck, to take a bunch of um, this island boys there, born and bred, nothing fantastic. I mean, we've heard on the back of the one three five how how pretty underfunded those guys are oh, back yeah, in the yeah. islands. Yeah, I mean, there's no sort of like secret <laughs> now. It's just all harder. Huh? Guys are yeah. playing for the pride of the jersey, and also man, shout out to all the Samoans around the world, especially supporting our our Goa boys over there, like in the seventh circuit, because. Man, these guys are just getting by, like just probably just being able to have enough to catch a bus here from like in between trips and that. But when you see the um the support that those guys got in Las Vegas, yeah. again, man, the plug to us well away to get all those guys over there in one hall and like you know get these guys to get up and see for their normal and stuff. Man, that's where all that love comes from. Me, I mean, that's why some ones are so so yeah. hard like that, man. Oh, dude, I just want to play a part of it. What, what do you think? Man, like, so when they're in Las Vegas, bro, he's got a whole, he's got pretty much a whole crowd behind him, you know, and that's support right from when they touch down. Mm. And then they usually plan like a like a luncheon when they open it up to all of Las Vegas and like all the Samoans just to come and pay homage and man. respect, you know, because these guys are there. They'll be lucky if they get like any pocket money from the rugby side more. Yeah. Like a P and so yeah, they just do a big fundraiser. So it's a fundraiser more or less. So you pay to get in for the luncheon and pretty much all the community just you know, brings me eye, yeah, donate. And then when they do their sievers, like they get the boys to come and rip their village. Oh, yeah. Put the yeah, bowl yeah. down, then they siva, you know. And then what oh, the boys good. do is do a haka and sing thank you and that's it, you know, and then they leave before they cash. Apparently they think they fundraise just under fifty K US. Wow. So yeah, good spending, you know, enough to last until, until the end of the prize giving, I suppose. See, you know the the people that run the sevens, was it who who runs it? Uh, World Rugby. Yeah, so shouldn't they fund all the um, like the trips, like overseas, you know, to where the tournaments for each country, like don't they fund that? I don't, I don't think so because if you look at Tonga, there's a lot of there's a few leagues that Tonga doesn't participate in. Hmm. Oh yeah, and like yeah. I think with. With what happened with the, the what have been the flooding that happened last in Tonga, they were sending a team based in New Zealand to go. Oh, okay. Mm. And so, yeah, that last team they played in the last leg here in Hamilton did all right. Then they went over and played in the, I think the Sydney one. They did all right again. And so they, obviously, if they placed, they get a bit of money. So that was enough to inject them to go to the next tournament. Oh, oh yeah. So if you're not yeah. placing, yeah, it's pretty much just, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I think all rugby's incentive is to help grow the game around the world so if the country needs money to help grow their you know rugby in their oh, country yeah, yeah. like help with the school kids or then they'll fund that sort of thing yeah but when it comes to like you know paying for flights and fares it's up to the the union the union in that country itself oh, to do all okay. that unless you know there'll be some special circumstances because you can't what rugby it doesn't make sense what we're rugby to fund like england 
yeah, New yeah, Zealand, yeah, you know, yeah. they, they've got their own money, yeah, and they yeah, do yeah. that kind of stuff. So I think they're just there to help if any anyone needs help. Mm. Hey, um, just to change the subject a bit, John Jones is fighting today, eh? He kills the shadows. <laughs> no, I couldn't give two fucks about that company. I've said it ever since I started cutting, man. I knew these guys are Kuluku, bro. They're going to be Kuluku forever ever since... Um, Mark Hunt. Nah. What's his name? Guy from The Expendables. Randy oh, Couture. Um, oh, yeah, ever yeah, since yeah. Randy Couture got screwed over with his dual titles, man, the company's fucked, bro. It's been Kuluku forever, bro. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's my five cents, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, no disrespect to all these guys that made it fighting in the UFC, like good on them, but it's just, yeah. but they're fighting for chump change, bro. That yeah. shit is chump change, literally. That's why um, that Francis, he, he left, eh? No, he wanted insurance. He wanted insurance that if he got hurt, he, he was still going to get paid. Oh, okay. But they didn't want to pay it, so they stripped him of his title because he wouldn't defend it. Mm. Who are you going for to win? Oh John, I've been watching the whole the the unbedded, you know the the you know the vlog that they put up on YouTube. Um, he, he's because you know everyone like because you know how he was absent because of um, his drug issues and you know, um, yeah. I've just been watching his comeback sort of story sort of thing. But is it fair though? What does that say about every other fighter that's been current? This guy, just, yeah, this guy came, came out of nowhere. This guy just came out of a hole. Straight to um, just like Brock Lesnar, just came out of a yeah. hole, juiced up, fight, fight a number one contender. No, shows he's how in bullshit the it shows how yeah. bullshit the setup was, man. It's pretty, it's pretty gay. Like if you think about like boxing and compared to boxing, it's like bro, boxing. Who was it? Say when Shane Mosley fell off from the De La Hoya and then he built his way up. He was on every undercard on Floyd Mayweather's undercard until he got his Floyd fight. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. that's going six fights. Like, he had six fights to try and beat everyone to actually secure a fight. And even when he lost yeah. to Pac-Man, like, fucking, he still got his title shot, you know? But it he earns it. He earns it. And like, this guy just, oh, just, my little law. Three put years. Put on a bit of weight. <laughs> yeah, for three years. <laughs> How the fuck does that work? Yeah, that's a good... Yeah, Not even when point. Ali got stripped of his title was like that. But they, they <laughs> still had to fight. It's like, bro, that's just... These UFC guys are just muppets, really. They just make it up as they go. Yeah, how that how does that happen? Hey, he's come out of nowhere and straight to the And it's not even the same divisionals. He was a light heavy fighter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Now he's heavy when he He looks like he's put on a bit of weight. Yeah, he oh man, there's before and after photos. Mm. But yeah, he'll be dangerous, eh? But yeah, in terms of like credibility for that for that belt, it's like fuck it's gone ever since yeah. Because he never really beat um, he never really got a hiding, eh? He never lost. No. Really. Because I was watching, um, with, um, what's his name? Daniel Cormier had the, so there was four of them and they had, there was that Dominic uh, Riaz, uh, is it Rashad Evans, uh, Anthony Smith and Daniel Cormier because they all had fought John Jones. They all lost. Yeah, and they all lost. But then, and then, um, there was that one, the last fight he did have, was against that Dominic Reyes and I watched so I because people he Dominic was saying that he won that fight. So I actually went back and I watched the full fight. Bro, question mark on that, eh? Yeah, Dominic yeah, yeah. Reyes, bro, he gave it he gave it, eh? Yeah. He gave it to John Jones. It's almost like UFC almost have that have enough power and data to read 
if the crowd's gonna get upset over it, fucking they'll yeah. go, they will go with the champ, yeah, the current yeah, yeah, yeah. champ. That's yeah. how they'll play it because they know they'll get another two fights. You know, yeah. if it goes to a third, you know, decider. There was that one. There was that one guy. Um, is it Kobe? Uh, Kobe um, Cummington. He, they were gonna apparently they were gonna axe him because he was a boring fighter, and that's yeah. when he switched. And then he like he he put up that persona of like he was the you know like this cocky arrogant guy. But he was saying that he had to do that to generate you know like um, the views and the view, yeah pay per view and all that. Like mm. uh. so, it's starting to get to get a little bit rigged now. But it is. <laughs> it's yeah. like no, nah, but they've, they've they've even said man like. They say the knockout sells the fights. Yeah. Knockout sells the fights. Like, because people want to see people get knocked out. When it comes to the submission games, it shows, man. Like, hey, these are boring fights. No one likes watching the submission fights. Yeah. Then you think that the last person I'd say of all the UFC fighters that made that sport interesting was when um, Ronda Rousey was armbarring everyone in under <laughs> a minute. And that was probably the last time it was actually even worth watching. Yeah. I've heard the same thing said for basketball, NBA, and NFL. How it's, it might be rigged. Or, script, or scripted or something. Be- yeah, because in the NFL, like, you know when they throw it in the, when they throw the, the red flags, when there's a penalty in the play? Like, some of the, some of the, because um, the, the amount of cameras there are to film each play, every angle they've got, like, it's really, like, easy to find something in a play where not nah, that deserves a, a flag. You know, and you know, it might be rigged that way. Like, if they if the, if the refs get a call from upstairs, oh yeah, we need this team to make it close to this team so people can stay and watch. You know, like, yeah. And the same is said for NBA. Like, I heard Bill Burr on 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 um on social media. He was talking about how he thinks the NBA is rigged, but he said, oh, I'm just saying because I think what happens is that in the first quarter they just let the players play and then they start trying to rig it from third quarter onwards yeah. like to make the game close like if there's going to be a blowout the rest will try hard to make it close so you know if the fans can stay and all that true wow but uh, that's just Bill Burr just putting that out there he, yeah. that's what he thinks but. well if they make movies about like all the triads and like and that and all the gangster stuff you know, they always say if you make a movie about it it's probably exactly true <laughs> yeah. so until they make another film a basketball film about that match fixing did you hear about that riff that um, they got Caught, he was um, was he um betting? Was he um betting like? Oh no, he was um gambling. There was this riff there, one riff in the playoffs apparently, years ago. Well, that's conflict of interest, isn't it? If, uh, if anything, yeah. And that's that's a bad position to be on there if you're betting, <laughs> you're betting on the game you're refereeing. They've made movies about wow. it, yeah. They? And it was a play, apparently it was a playoff game, and it was a, like an NBA riff. <laughs> uh. Anyway, how's everyone's one's week been? Um, yeah, it was, it was uh, good. It was good hanging out with my niece. Um, she's yeah, she it was just a good um hanging out with, you know, my my other baby. Uh, we did a lot of things. A lot of family have taken her out. Um, yeah, and uh, it's funny because she came up uh, when I went and dropped her off to my brother's house yesterday. Um, she was saying that she wanted to um, actually stay here. She didn't want to get back to Oz. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did she say why? Oh, because uh, 
because my parents are you know older. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Someone you know at the house, you know, because she's she, she's been driving my dad around, um, and my mum. Yeah, and, and she, I, like she sees it as a kid, you know, like she, yeah, just. But it was just good having her around. I took her. I took her to dad's because she's she's never um because over there they got um I think it's called Grubbies in Brisbane. So I took her. She wanted a burger, and I'm like, oh, we'll get to this place. But is there any, any other burger joints? Because that's what I, I could think of. Eh? What's her dad's? I saw um, Wahlburgers came out in Auckland um, this week. We said Minnacal. No, in the Viaduct, I think. Yeah. You know Wahlburgers? It's Mark Wahlberg and Donnie Wahlberg's <laughs> burger joint. They opened one here in Auckland. Hey. Yeah, apparently. I saw they were queues, eh? Yeah, they were big queues. Uh, when it opened on Friday, I think. And then <laughs> there's reviews in the paper, and some of them are bad reviews, eh? Like, really? Yeah, wow. like it wasn't all that, eh? I don't know, bro. Like, if you think about pinnacles of, like, like burger style burgers, fuck, you'd have to say white ladies up there, eh? Oh, oh hell yeah, man. But, and that's not saying, like, oh, fuck, were you drunk? Like, everyone's <laughs> yeah. got this, you know, and they go back to this is fucking like, guy, bro. What kind of shit is this? But, like, yeah, if you think about price wise and, like, quality, quality and yeah. burger size, like, yeah. Had its NZ burger and their tap burgers are pretty standard, like that's good, yeah. But the white lady hits a bit differently eh? because it's like a Wisconsin yeah, burger, no, it's no. a bit wider. Eh? You know what? I'm gonna say this I don't like um, had dad's burgers, eh? you know, I think they need like to change them? one thing just get the good quality meat patty, you oh, know, because okay. they still make, get the cheap meat patty. Oh, yeah, you know, the burgers, not the, the structure of their burgers, are Awesome, you know, they got different types, you know, and they got the egg one. What's the egg one? one? Do yeah, you like the yolk? <laughs> you know, favorite. they got they got good names for their burgers, they got good stuff in there. But just the meat patty, man, just gotta spend a little bit more money, get the good quality gourmet patty, man. Man, I'll <laughs> tell you what, but they, they have those, I think they quarter pounder style burger, um, patties. You can buy them at the supermarkets. I'll tell you what, man, every time I have one, fuck, I get gout. Oh, and that's how you know it's pure Ooh. beef, man. It's like, fuck, I always get gout. Man. <laughs> Straight up, like we had them at work. One so you're time. screwed for go make. Yeah, right. it's fucking oh, yeah. like anything bigger than like a thin, you know, the cheap ones. That fuck, bro. yeah, bro. I feel it on my knee straight away, man. Oh, damn. Well, that's what I mean. The cheap thin takeaway style meat patties that yeah. headdads that use. Yeah, you know. But I reckon, yeah, that's what I said. Like the reason why white lady burgers is primo because they use the gourmet burger patty. I think Hedders will be up against that if they put the if gourmet patty in. Yeah, yeah, change yeah, the patties. Yeah. Man, they'll be up there with sure White Lady, I think. Because it's that, too, they, use, they don't use special sauce. I like the tomato sauce. Straight tomato sauce or whatever because it tastes like homemade, man. Hey, yeah. That's the difference. Yeah, so so I got um two Yoakum combos. Man, my, my niece was saying, Uncle, what is this? It was, you know, young. Because I, I remember the Yoakum burger. Was it twelve fifty or thirteen fifty now? Oh, no, it's 15 bucks. Is it going up 15 You're better off getting a $20 compo up there. Oh, egg, what's in two, there? Two egg burgers, I think, because of two fish, a sausage, and hot chips, and a drink. Wow. So you spent 15 bucks. You spent 15 bucks. So you just got the one of each, eh? Yeah. Yeah, nah, you should have got the $20 convo. I always, I've been up there twice and my daughter <laughs> picked it out. She's like, Dad, doesn't, wouldn't that value for money? Isn't that one better? Okay. Good girl. She's like, yes, yeah, $4 just for $32. <laughs> <laughs> this is when you're going to take another set of Isles. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But the egg burgers are decent, man. Yeah. The egg burgers are there, right? Oh, man. I think I need to change my. Because I always just get the egg combo. <laughs> And yeah, 
Anyway, anyways. <laughs> how, how, was, how was your week? Let's... It was good, man. My back's still giving me trouble, eh? Ever since I did the foreign. Now, I have been stretching, but it's when I'm relaxed. It's like if I'm fully relaxed and I try and sit up, I can feel it in my back, my lower back. Mm. It's not the best day. But it's like, as the day gets on, it's like I'm warming up and then oh, it feels yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. But it's just when I'm relaxed and cold. Whilst I've been sleeping with the um the door open, like the, the cage door, it's been cold at night. So it's oh. been nice. Oh, yeah, because it's been hot during the day. Yeah, yeah. But nah, I love, I love sleeping, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's when I miss a sleep. If I miss a sleep, I really appreciate the sleep. It's crazy, man. Like yesterday, Friday, Friday, say Friday. I just finished work, and then my wife woke me up, man. Fucking, and he had two hours sleep. Then I could get back to sleep, man. Oh. It was like someone on pee break. Eyes like this. Oh, to your next shift. Nah, until Saturday morning. I literally stayed awake right up until about four. Went back to sleep and got up at like half past six. Oh man, no uh, good. Said nah, it was, it was all right. Week's been good. Um, work same old, same old bullshit. Same people being shitheads. <laughs> Shout out to all the shitheads. But nah, when I was like thinking about um, I don't know. I think I was because sometimes I listen back to podcasts just to go to sleep. But then I was I had a bit of a little self reflection over stuff. I read one of Cam's articles that he wrote and loved the records, but I shared that on my brother's page. Very oh, my brother in law came in and he goes, bro, it's a solid. But you know, being a real fan, sports fan, eh? How to be prepared. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I was thinking about that, but then I was like just thinking like, man, like I was thinking to myself, when people say stuff or put stuff out there, why why how what builds you up to that point you get so upset? You know, and I was like, just noticing I was real short, but in my head, I was like, fuck, that's what happens when you're sleep deprived. Yeah, so when I did the yeah, so when I did the um, the all night of the boys, we literally stayed up all fucking night, man. And like, and I told myself, that's why I don't drink because when you do split shifts and your body clocks on night shifts, everyone else is up at eight during the day, then they'll drink into the late afternoon, so they will start falling asleep at about 10 o'clock. Yeah, but when you're on a night shift pattern. You're, You're in bed up. during the day. Yeah. When you get to 12 o'clock lunchtime, you can go right until fucking the next day, man. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting there with Mr. C. Lalo and one of the boys, C. Pelly, and fucking looking at the the comments falling asleep on the chair. I'm like, fuck, we're up to you, G. I could go another 12 hours if you ask me to. But fuck, I was like, this is why I don't drink. Because no one's on the same body club. Yeah, yeah. This is the work boys, man. Fuck, we just sit there and carry on 12, 15 hours. Because we're on the same body club. But when I see the other guys say, oh, do shift work. They do a graveyard, which is from 11 to 7. My normal hours is 6 to 6. I can yeah. do 6 to 6 to fucking 6 to the same day in the same afternoon, which is 24 hours. I could do that. But fucking no one's on my body clock, man. That's why I'm like, fuck. They yank my chain, man. Because <laughs> every time someone invites me over for a drink, I'm like, fuck, you're going to fall asleep. Oh, man. You know when I think about people that work those late night shifts, the graveyard shifts and that? You know, humans, man, I don't think, or animals, man, we're not, meant, or some animals, but what? As humans, I don't think we're meant to be awake during the night time. Yeah, no, nah, they reckon. Oh. That's a get going against, I think, human nature, or human like DNA, or human like the way where our evolution is. Eh? Yeah, of I, humans. Eh? I worked with an old man <coughs> who had pancreas cancer. He said that to me as well. He goes, "How long do you want to live your life like that?" Because he had pancreas cancer, and he said that you know, when he used to teach Sunday school, he said he always said to kids on the night time, 
you should be sleeping. Yeah. Hey. On the daytime, you should be awake doing everything you can, you know. And I was like, yeah, fair enough. But I said, but who's supposed to make the, the world click over while you're asleep? Yeah. But he just laughed. He goes, all I'm saying to you, son, it's like, you know, when you get the time to sleep, sleep. Yeah. I'm just doing it for my lifestyle for now till my kids are finished school. Then I can go fuck around, <laughs> do my own casual jobs, like pick up rubbish and shit like that, you know? So Eric has the same thing too, eh? Working overnight at BP. But coming home, like you said, and it makes sense, yes, they have all the curtains closed, like silence, like to mimic nighttime during the day. Because mm. otherwise, you know, it's right, it's hard to go to sleep, eh? When it's daytime, eh? When you come back from work, eh? Because the energy, I think, I still think carries over. Everyone's different, though, because everyone that, that I know does my hours. They say, what time do you sleep in? 11 or 1. So we all get up around the same time. But then if you're doing nights back to back, you got to sort of have like a broken sleep. So you're up at 11 or 1. Go and get another couple of hours before you go into work at 6. Yeah. Because when you get to, if you did like four or three nights just in a row, you're fucked. Eh? Like that's hard. But when you yeah. do a split shift, you can stay up all night on Wednesday and then get up, you know, for Thursday or something. But it's, it's difficult, but... When it comes to a social setting, bro, it's just hard to find people, you know, when they want to yeah, drink tonight. Yeah, because everyone's on the day. Put, like, your, put your weekly wages on the table, bro, because, fuck, I can tell you, you ain't going to stay awake. It's like, because my, my niece is used to the Brisbane, but, you know, time. So, because I think we're three hours ahead or something. So, um, like, you know, uh, she'll be watching, or she'll be still up. We're going to sleep. You know, these are the only people that can stay up was someone from Brisbane. Yeah, because their body clock's still back. Back, yeah. Mm. And, and I noticed that, eh? and she's like, oh, "I can't sleep, Uncle, because you know it's because she's still got her Australian watch on." Yeah. 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 Oh, man, I'm just waiting for the right person who's keen to stay up all night with me. <laughs> <laughs> they worry about how fast I'm drinking or how fast you're drinking. Just stay worried about staying awake, you know, all night. <laughs> Should have a drink. Oh, my week was was busy, eh, boys. Like, so I was, uh, after my nine to five, just come home and try to and try to ride, eh? And I, yeah, I did finish that my latest article about uh, March Madness. So yeah, that was, yeah, I read that. So that was all about you know March being the start of um, NRL, start of Super Rugby, and all the other sports going on at the same time. And the weekends are gonna be full, man. Like if you're in sports, you know, and if you you know you're gonna be on the couch. Watching your favorite team, or if they're playing at home, you're gonna go to the stadium, you know, take the family or, or whatever it is. So it's gonna be a, a, a busy month of getting into the groove of of of, of winter sports again. And I'm saying winter yeah. sports, but it's not really winter yet. But man, that just—I'm just thinking right now, how much rugby is played all year? Eh? Like those guys, man. Like from February, end of February to what November? That's only like two months off, eh? Two months of straight holiday. January and Feb. Yeah. So that's a lot of rugby. Oh, no. But do you guys think that that's too much rugby? Well, the rugby the rugby club scene, the rugby season's short. I think it doesn't go past. Because they do the Waka Nathan first, and then they do the um, the Allen Shield, whatever. The Galahad, the Galahad Shield. Yeah, they, they win the short, man. Whereas the league season, club league season's long. Cause they do two rounds. If they if they do the fox, I think the fox might go second round. Then they'll split the top half, the bottom half. But that season's like long, man. 
the rugby players are lucky at club level. But in terms of like super rugby, it's a profession now. So yeah. it is a job. So if you think, if you take that into account, it's like oh, people that do like a 40 hour week to a 60 hour week, these guys are just in between that. Because yeah, they, they train in the morning and if they most likely don't have an afternoon session, but if they're playing at night, I think they do the later start to give them the body, give the body a rest. Yeah. Because Kita's got two mates they play for the Blues at the moment. Oh, okay. That's their clock. So they get up at eight in the gym. Then they have a full group session at 10 to all about lunchtime. And they just fuck around the whole day. They, they played yesterday. Yeah. Did they play? Yeah, oh, one of them played. Oh, but yeah. that's the layoff, so that's a long time. So, I mean, they're not working continuously. Yeah. I mean, if she can go meet up with them for uh, lunchtime <laughs> snacks, <laughs> they must be doing something right, you know, get paid for it. So, yeah. However you say, I mean, think about it, like when I think Sonny Bill's example of when he signed that deal in Japan for roughly it was like 12 games. 12, 12 games and it was just under a mil or a couple of mil he was getting paid if you break it down into minutes fuck it's like something like 200 and something thousand dollars a minute for 40 minutes oh wow which is not a lot all up is just under three and a half hours because the game is only like an hour yeah like 80 minutes right so there's an hour and a bit so for 40 minutes because I think the Japanese teams are only playing four internationals at a time and they want to rotate them so they only got 40 minute a game so that was easy money, man. Right. If you break it down like that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't complain. <laughs> I saw um, Adi Severe came on the, the Ice Project uh, podcast over there in Australia, and he talked about because the the question was asked, how much do um, Super Rugby players get paid? And Adi said, um, minimum is is, is ninety thousand, and maximum is hundred and eighty five or hundred ninety. Oh, really? Yeah. So he signed to that John's guys network, eh? Mm. I mean, cheese. Oh, oh what's yeah, yeah. yeah. So I heard that in the shop the other day. Yeah. But then I also heard that um, he turned down the Nike deal. He turned down yeah. Nike deal and he took that one because it wasn't, um, it's not recognized. It's like it would be different if it was Adidas. But because it's a clash of the sponsors, yeah. he had to sign with something else. Because he said that like, if he deal, if he takes Nike, he can't wear the stuff anyway. Yeah. Because <laughs> of, of All Black's deal with Adidas. Oh, yeah. But I know that was, that was an interesting talk. Did, did you listen to it? Nah, someone was telling me about it. Yeah. But they were just saying, oh, it's a pretty good thing. But just how Willie Mason and the other dude that's on the pod, when they did the slides, they're not on the show anymore, eh? Nah, they left. came out and said yeah. something about them. They left and I think they're just standing their own one. Yeah. I think that's Scope and, uh, and Willie Mason. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty ugly, the way. <laughs> So yeah, all this week, man, I've been just getting in, in, into my writing, and I've I tried to, and I figured I'll, I'll buy a, a proper laptop to do my writing on, like a, just a, not one like that, but not one I use for the editing, but just a smaller one and with, with less power, just to use Word, oh, okay. and just do my do my writing there, like small enough I can carry around and just do that on the couch, and and and, and write my notes and stuff like that. So, mean, bro. But I'm going out to just looking at some. I've been looking at um, at Chromebooks because that's only online, and and use um, um, Google Docs and that. Or, and I think the price range is about like five hundred to eight hundred. Yeah. So, hopefully, I can get that done and then do that. But yeah, man, some more, some more. I got some more writing to do, and I want to write. I'm trying to write something to summarize the the weekend of sports. 
in my own way. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, see, the thing is for me, like, I want to write it in my own in my own way because I don't know if you guys heard about the AI doing the AI is starting to write letters and 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 write essays. So all you gotta do is go jump on the AI and and put in words what you want your story to be about, and then the computer will just type it all out, like a thousand words, and type everything out. You know? Wow. Is it like just talking into the laptop? No, you you can talk you can talk the words or you can just type it in. So what is your essay gonna be about? And you just type in some words and then you press the button and it types the whole essay out about what you, what you wanted to talk about. It'll do it all for you. What the hell? Yeah. It'll do it all we'll for you. Back in, the <laughs> back in school days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What where is that back in school days? But see the problem with that I feel I think is that okay, school kids are gonna use that. To write the essays and that, and the schools are gonna try to fight back on that, or you know people that want to write stories gonna use that and write the story. But the problem is that it's not in your own words. I, I dare AI to to talk how we talk, our own slang, you know, because I want to put that in my writing. Yeah. Like when when I write about something, I want to put well, how we talk in there, you know. And I don't think AI can do that, especially with the new words that come out all the time, you know. Now now sort of uh, slang. But yeah, other than that, and and watching sports. So talking about sports, did you guys see um, the Hurricanes game? And uh, Addis Fair getting in trouble for his, uh, for his throat cutting. Did you? No. Oh, I reckon rewind the back a bit more, man. Like anyone that watches Wellington rugby and watches certain players, Dan Coles is a grub, bro. <laughs> He's a grub, bro. He's one of those guys, right? If you're on the ground and you're getting up, he's the guy to chop you up <laughs> and then try and get, have a go at you. Yeah. He if you, you can get hours of film of him just doing shit like that. So the ruck break away, he's still going, and then he's having like a little scuffle. If you watch the actual footage, how do you say to the boys? He like say he's saying it in Samoa. Cool. As soon as Adi puts his hand out, fucking no one's touching anyone. But then you see this one mullet guy come through the ruck and make his way over to like whatever's happening and Ali grabs him and he's trying to tell that guy, sorry, relax, relax, right. relax. You can't hear the audio because it's fucking loud but he takes him takes him to the point and that guy's trying to fight him. So he throws him down. He's dang calls. Nah, Ali throws one of the guys who, what's the thing, the rebels, eh? He comes through the ruck oh. trying, to, trying to break the fight up but Ali's already told the boys, fucking leave it, just leave it. You know, if the captain says fucking stop it, stop it. You know? Yeah. But he had everything under control. But if you listen to the commentary, but it's a bit racist, man. They're like, oh, oh here we go, here we go. What's going on here, guys? <laughs> oh no. So yeah, so yeah. And because bus jumps in as well, but this is brother. He's probably gonna go fuck you. He's fuck. Leave it, leave it. This one mother comes walking through the ruck, man, and then that's who Adi takes around and fucking throws him on the ground because oh. he obviously wouldn't let it go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then someone must have said something to him. I bet you it was along the lines of, oh, fuck, what a cheap cunt. Or what, yeah. a, what a pussy. Bro, he reacted big time. He said, what the fuck? What <laughs> me a pussy for, cunt? Yeah, fuck you, yeah, fuck. And he does that. Fuck, cut your fools off. Wow, That's what nice. I got out of it. But I was like, fuck, fuck this commentary, bro. Commentary on Sky is fucking bullshit. So he did the cutting throat um, thing towards the, other, the, the, the Rebels player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he got sent off. And then the commentary was like the people's go, oh, this is disgraceful, you know, you can't do that sort of thing, and 
He has to apologize. So he did apologize later on. He also said that his dad rang him up and and told him off. But then Adi was saying, "Oh, sorry for what I did." You know, it was, it was just he did the moment stuff. You know, just yeah. things on the field. Ah, you can't. Things like that happen, you know. Ooh, like, so if he you know. listens to the audio while you're doing what you're doing, no fuck, you got every right. You have my support, Ooh. Yeah. When your team, we you had the you had the power in that moment, eh? To tell your boys, fucking leave it. Everyone left it. Everyone wearing the same colors as you. Fucking listen to you, hey, because you're obviously the senior. The, the one group. guy. Yeah, and then there's one bouquet of the mullet came through. You fuck, he deserved that. Fuck, I would have punched him already, bro. <laughs> when he came through, I would have already punched him. <laughs> but yeah, bro, oh, man, he should never say sorry. Like he can say sorry on behalf of the franchise and that, because your dad told you to, bro. But don't, bro. In that moment on the field, so like he had every right to do what he did, man. Yeah. Because, like, how else are you supposed to tell someone to fucking leave it? He just keep going. The guy keep going at him, man. Oh. So he's like, okay, yeah, boom. Yeah, Send him a message. <laughs> oh, if he had punched him, probably would have made it worse, but he was already getting sent off. But if you look at the play, it had nothing to do with him. Oh. It was, like, way off the ball, you know? It was, like, after it went from the rock to the blow-up. And then he had to take him around because the guy wouldn't let it go. He was like, fuck, what are you doing? And he got penalized for doing that. So fuck that. It should be Dan Cole and the other guy getting sent off. Yeah. So he got stitched up big time. Hey, the Warriors played too, we? The, the Warriors played um, Newcastle? Knights, Newcastle Knights. And yeah. they won? And they won. Now, Newcastle Knights is oh, in Australia. They're saying that they're going to be the team to get the, the wooden spoon. Oh, have they already oh, said aye. it? Yeah, they already said it. Who said it? On um, I think it was Paul Kent. Oh, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was like, oh, fuck if it was like Gallon or, or JT. Fuck, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So so they won. They, they beat them. It was kind of controversial at the end because um, Kaelin Pong, because he played um, six. He was in the halves. So yeah. he's going to play in the halves. He's not going to be f- f- uh, fullback like he's used to. So he's going to play in the halves. But there was questions around him and his, his, his defense in the halves. Sort of thing, and I still did see him get b- bumped off with one of the tries. I forgot who scored the tries, but um, he got he got he came off because he got he got a head knock right at the sort of like the last ten five minutes ten minutes of the game yeah. oh, five minutes last five minutes of the game or something. He got a head knock and it had to come off, and he didn't want to go off because the game was on the line. You know they were about you know it was, it was. But was he okay? Like was he good to go or? Well, he wouldn't. When you watch the replay, he did get knocked in the head, and he and he came down. And then he stood back up, and then the doctor said, "Nah, nah, you're coming off, mate. You're gonna come for H- a test, the HIA." Yeah. And he didn't want to, he didn't want to come off yeah. at that time. So, which was disappointing for him and for Newcastle because he's an X Factor guy, and when the game's on the line like that, you want him to be on the field. But because of that, you know, him have to come off then. Yeah, safety reasons. Yeah, right. for safety reasons, you know. And, and fair enough, because, you know, con- concussion is a big deal. You don't want to be like uh, fucking people that grow up in your 40, in your 40 and you're ex-player, rugby player, and you got brain damage, you know, that kind yeah. of stuff. So, yeah. So fair enough. And it's only game one anyway. Yeah. But, you know, so I can understand Kalen Ponga's frustration and, uh, and uh, the Newcastle Knights' frustration because you, you want your star player to be out there. You know, yeah. especially when the game's on the line like that, but it wasn't meant to be. But yeah, hey, it's only it's only the the first game. You know, um, the the thing about the Warriors and of oh, the because I knew because um I'm on this training um page right, and one of the girls out, she's like one of the admins or our captain of the page. She was wearing the war the old school Warriors jersey, the black one. 
you know, uh, man, when when I saw it, we're in, like everyone jumped on the um the, the page saying go up the Warriors, blah blah blah, you know. And that's how that's yeah, that's how I knew the Warriors were playing because I watched their story and and the Warriors won. They played in um in Wellington. Oh, okay. Yeah, their their first game in Wellington. It's because they have them back in the in the country though. Yeah, after yeah, those yeah. two years of playing outside. Hey, speaking about um the Breakers. Yeah, yeah they won game one. Yeah, Sydney. When's game two? Was it tonight or? It's three. Um, space of three. Eh? Mm. Yeah. See, is that see they, those games? Is that to win the whole thing? Yeah, that's the final. Wow. So they could win it here. They could win it here. Yeah, exactly. Wow. That should oh, be good a game on to them. watch. So it After the Blues, them. that's why it matches them up. <laughs> it's March Madness, man. Oh, I think but I'm see, the, the Blues are playing at four. So when's the Breakers game? I, I think I, I think it comes live at six at, on Prime. Oh, okay, so hopefully um, Blues game will be over by then. I oh, think the Blues will be winning. They'll, they'll be over in the halftime. <laughs> <laughs> Against the Brumbies. Nah, that's a good game. Blues and Brumbies. Because I think Brumbies are going to be the best of the Australian teams. Is it Friday? Saturday. Today. Oh, today. Today. Four o'clock. Lost, man. But they're all in Melbourne, eh, these games? Mm, yeah, because it's Super Round right now. So every game is in Melbourne. So oh. yesterday they had the Pacifica Day with um, Jura playing and um, MP playing. Yeah, they're trying, to st- they're trying to steal that from the Magic Crown, eh? Yeah. In the NRL. You know, all the games they played in Suncorp. Mm. They're trying to adapt it because obviously there's a lot of Kiwis out in Melbourne. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, yeah the stadium still looks small. It still looks <laughs> empty, guys. Come on. <laughs> like when the Warriors show up for their stadium's full, man. But yeah. They reckon they should do a dual code to the day. Eh? Mm. If they played like the Warriors game beforehand against the Storm and then did the rugby game because the lightnings aren't that too far different. There's different color. Fuck that. Have a sold out stadium. Hmm. Hey, they do like a is it a the with the, with a superhero like uniform in that? I think South Africa did that. Oh, South Africa did that with this. No, I mean the in our in our own. Did they have mm. that? Mm. Yeah, I don't know about the magic round there. Oh, it might be the same sport. Fuck. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> hey, did you get, did you guys see um? Is it Tony Fury? Oh, and Jake Paul. Yeah, I just watched the highlights. Yeah, see Jake Paul lost thing. Yeah, but did you see the press conference? Did you see what he oh, said no. to him at the press conference? <laughs> no, what? <laughs> he said Jake Paul said to him because he was like trying to like say like, bro, the only reason why people are watching this fight is because of me. <laughs> Come on. And he goes, if you're that confident, yeah, let's get this, let's get this on the rematch. Record. No, he gets over, walks over to me, shake my hand, fucking double or nothing. <laughs> he said double or nothing Bro. Fucking Fury got up Pushed the manager out of the way Fucking shake his hand <laughs> Shake his hand He shook his hand Oh he said, wow There you go everybody I'll be fighting if I lose Fucking he's getting everything Double or nothing Double Double what I'm already paying him That's what he was saying But Because I've never I've never seen Tony Fury fight Just That was his first fight That I've seen oh, yeah. Is he actually a boxer? Fuck knows bro He knows Didn't he lose to Um Joseph Bucker? Didn't he fight Joseph Bucker? No. I don't know. No, I don't think it was that free. Because oh. that's heavyweight. That guy looks like oh, a right, right. Yeah, smaller, fighter. yeah. But Jake Paul's got a boxing background, but it's funny how people go, oh, that guy can't fight for shit. It's like, nah, he's, very, he's been yeah, he's, he's a boxer for years, man. Like he knocked out that um, turn, no, uh, Woodley. Yeah, that was, that was off because it's like, very weight difference. <laughs> I saw that uh, that that leaked script came out before the fight. How it was rigged. 
Like <laughs> there's a leak. Did you see that? The leak script. Like someone leaked the script. To say, okay, Jack Paul has to lose this round, and then um, Fury has to lose this round. Next round. Really? You have to go down here. Go down here. Yeah. Doing uh, that trick, though. You know what? I I always thought that fuck something dodgy about this kind of Jake Paul going into the boxing. the boxing realm and not making it official. Like, why isn't he go? Why isn't he gonna go be a real boxer? Like, go in the real yeah, the uh, ring. you know, IWO or whatever. True. IB. What what is it? IB. IBF. IBF and all that. It's like yeah, because it is like exhibition fighting. Isn't it? Yeah, it's like exhi- yeah. That's exhibition fighting, man. Like, exhibition fighting, the by the way, that's getting paid more than John Jones and they're fighting on the actual <laughs> yeah. UFC card. Yeah. So, I don't understand why, why does he just give you that exhibition stuff and go fight for get real? Pro. Yeah, go get pro. professional. Mm. But I don't know. Maybe this is all about the money, I guess. Mm. He gets good fucking support, though. Fuck, it's massive, eh? Jake Paul. Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. Especially to go fight in Abu Dhabi, bro. Like, fuck, he's got like... Royalty there, like yeah. I mean, everyone needs somebody over there showing up to their um, his fights. But that's the power of brand, eh? His brand, yeah. Like he's built his brand up now; it's even bigger now in the in the boxing world. Speaking of building up brands, um, you put up uh, Elliot. You put up on our um, MC at the clip group page. What's his name? Ian Tonga. In oh man. Either way, if those of you who haven't been watching Idol or have, have lost touch of what the latest show is in America, American Idol, man. So this kid, he's a native of Hawaii, pretty much got um, been pushed up, man. They couldn't afford to live in you know Hawaii anymore. So like from what I heard is that a lot of people that can't afford to live in Hawaii anymore, they leave and they go to the main island, which is America, to his family um moved over to Seattle. So obviously living in Hawaii was hard. But then while he moved over to Hawaii, um left Hawaii, this guy always played music, wouldn't he? His dad told him how to play the guitar, the musician. Then he gets a spot on American Idol man. Very high wrenching stuff, eh? So I think the day it dropped, I think I shared it on my Bubba's page. I had about nine guys message me like, bro, who's cutting onions, man? Like legit, eh? legit, like Galafai. He obviously, um, he obviously um did the um did the audition, and um, what I took from it was like, you know, music is such a beautiful thing, man. You know, when you're in a, when you're in your, your your dumps or when you're in your your highs, music is one of those things that can just pull anyone out of a, um, yeah. in a, whatever slump they're in. But this this Tongan boy. He sang a cover, and it's called Monsters. If you've heard the original and you've seen the video clip, you would never realize like, bro, that guy sang the same song. But Katy Perry said, like, this guy's a magician, man. Like, she said, I believed you every word you said. And this boy lost his dad. So two months before he auditioned, and he dedicated that Monsters song to his dad. And yeah, orangey stuff, man. Your 
Because I sent that to my daughter when she was in Fiji. Because she said, oh, I miss you, Dad. I sent her that. But she, like, sent a crying emoji. But his adv- advice to him, eh? He said, you know, when you love deep, you feel deeply too, eh? So, like, that's the thing, like, you know? He obviously dedicated the song. But if you listen to the words, bro, the way he yeah. arranged it, because that sounds nothing like the original. Like, that, it, that the way he composed that for art. But that together was... Yeah. Felt like it was grindy. <laughs> but yeah, to all the nine guys who messaged me privately and said, well, oh, got me crying, but hey, it's human to cry, man. Yeah. It's human. It's, it's a good thing to cry, man. Not all of us are built like rocks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, bro, that, that's probably, if you ask what was trending, bro, that was probably the number one trending thing along like any social platform. It was on Twitter, Snap. Fuck, it was just viral, eh? And yeah, he got his ticket to Hollywood too. Fuck. I want to see more of him. Is it still going, that show? That he's in? I'm assuming so because that was recent, man. Like, I got that a day after it posted. Oh, okay. And that's like last week. So, yeah. So, yeah, that was trending. What, was anything trending for you on social media? No, not really. Not really social media, but I've been watching um, the. Oh, so, I watched, oh, I watched some movies last weekend. I watched, did you, have you guys seen that? Um, is it the tall grass? Or I've heard about it. Is a horror or a thriller? A thriller, bro. Are you talking about the the, the related one? You talking oh, about the, that show? Uh, yeah. Okay. I was. I've been watching. I watched the whole series last night. Um, of that dated and related. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds wrong, though. But carry on. <laughs> carry on. <laughs> so, so um, so there's there's siblings and. Um, so it's like, say for example, it's me and you know my brother, and there was a chick that my brother or I liked. My brother would be my wingman, or like, say if their sisters, you know, they like the guy, you know, uh, one liked the guy. It's you know, it's like a wingman ship, or whatever, you know. But um, so the the couple that won it, I wanted. I would so say I actually wanted his brother to win, oh, you know, because okay. I've been from his brother. Uh, anyway, you gotta you gotta watch it. You gotta watch it, guys. It's the guy that that I wanted to win. His name's Kieran, so he ended up with um this chick named Alara. Okay, I can't believe I'm even saying this. <laughs> I just got a question from my wallet, and the, and the question was: so if Eric yeah. and Cameron were your wingman for the show, you need to take one guy. Who would you be taking on the show with? Oh, <laughs> oh. Is that the premise of the show to find out who the best wingman is for you? No, no, it's um obviously so at the end of it you win a hundred k, but um but it's say for example or say for example this is just an example here okay, guys us free winning and like we're because we can say we're we're family you know, and then we saw like saying there were three other girls out there you know um and then like we all liked different like the you know different girls right and then. 
you know the um so if if i knew you liked the girl right i'd go and like hey man you know you know cameron fight he runs this amazing podcast um you know so um, your 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 um your intent is to sell cameron to the girl yeah you know that he that you know that he's digging or whatever you know i thought you, like just in case some some listeners might be thinking oh the wingman is to go and get guys yeah to make sure <laughs> <laughs> which 90 hey 90 percent of the boys test, like test first. Up doing those, um, which one sharon oh yeah i could talk to sharon but sharon man what's up just come on do the cross cutting no nah, yeah you should no nah, but there was none of that but yeah i'm just glad that um because i followed yeah this guy Karen and um so he had a brother um which is his name is Kaz. So, <laughs> so um so at the end of it this guy Kaz and um uh, so his brother wins Kaz, but I wanted the Kieran guy to win. His other brother the brother. Is it's just cause Kieran, this guy is funny, he he cracks me up, you know, um and he ended up with a girl that's sort of similar to him, you know? Like she's a vibe, you know, crack up too. Really got invested in yeah, this because <laughs> what I see of is that you were living through Karen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually, I actually, I couldn't believe it. You know, it's so funny because I was watching it with a friend, right? And then she was saying to me, "I thought you didn't watch this stuff," and I'm like, "Because so when Al uh, first started watching, because she was watching it, right? And then I, you know, and then she crashed or whatever. But I, and then um." I didn't realize when she woke up, you know, I was on episode eight, okay? Um, I was on, already on episode eight, and then I just watched the whole thing, the last two episodes, and yeah, I've been, that's what I've been watching, and that's why I was late today, my bad boys. <laughs> so, the bigger question is, why do you like this um, program? No, I don't, I don't know. Maybe subliminally, you know. <laughs> it's a guilty pleasure, eh? No, I mean, like, I think, you know, um, I'm, and this is what I was saying to my friend too. Like, if I was ever on a show like that, I'll probably be the first one to get, he's, um, producer will be like, hey, uh, you're not allowed to smoke on the set there, you know. <laughs> I'll be breaking all the rules. Oh, you can't touch that. Oh, sorry. Touch. You know, yeah, I was, uh, it was just interesting and how how the siblings, because they were brother and sisters, like you said, there was a brother and sister, oh, a couple of them too, you know, yeah, yeah. and they had to sleep in, it was so funny, the, the brother and sister had to sleep in the same, you know, bed, but it was like a room of all of them, they didn't know separate, you know. I don't know if I could do that, right? Yeah, but it's until the... um. Like, say, for example, I, f I found someone in there and she agreed, hey, you know, let's sleep in the same bed. So she'll come or I'll go sleep while her, you know, the whoever her partner is, she, you know. Yeah, but, was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, yeah, it was just <laughs> like 10 hours of pure just waste yeah, of time. Yeah. <laughs> now that's good, dude. Okay, yeah. you know, before I talk to you guys about what I watched, What's been blown on my social media is the argument between Jerome Luai and um, I forgot the other guy, but after the Penrith game, they were arguing and the camera came up to them and actually caught some of the words they were saying. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Like they, and they quickly turned the mic off. Did you notice that? <laughs> oh. The swearing started coming up. Yeah. So Jerome Luai was arguing, you know, saying, you, what do you say? Like, you, 
fuck, you done passed the border like or something like that. So it's the teammate. Yeah, yeah. I forgot the guy's name. Well, I've got my phone on me. But it was a, it was like, yeah. Oh wow! It wasn't for um, family uh, viewing. Or <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! This bit of left out on the field and taken into the changing room, eh? Yeah. Like you leave it out on the field, umma, and go back to the changing room and get fucking last chance can. You know? <laughs> get it. But if they had carried on inside the changing room, and the team sitting, they'll be like, "Oh, boys, what's going on?" Hey, did they? Did they win? They lost. They. They lost. Yeah. But it was funny because the commentary after that, they had. Um, Paul Gallon on the panel, and JT, and who else did they have? They had, um, Phil Gould. Phil Gould. And they were talking about that argument, eh? But it was only Paul Gallon talking about it, eh? He was the only one that was outspoken was defending, about it. He was defending his New South Wales, man, that's why. Oh. <laughs> so he was saying, hey, man, that just happens, man. Fuck, who cares? Like, move yeah, on, man. Move on. You know, people, we argue. Yeah. You know, that's the passion of, you know. The moment, the game. The moment of the game, you know. Fuck, who cares? Fuck. Just move on, and he was saying this, and he go and look. He looks at um at JT and goes, "Oh, did you have you had some? I'm sure you had some arguments like that in your your teams you've been playing in." JT didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> JT's too humble, man. Nah, yeah, but that shit is better left on the field, man. You yeah. take it inside the change room, like if that's sit on the field, like you know what they say, like bro, you leave it all out on the field. Fucking don't don't leave anything to chance. That's the end of the game. The yeah. game's finished. Going back, change room. Fuck, new week, new game. You took it in the change room, bro. <laughs> these are these people we can't let shit go. Yeah, it was twenty four years ago, Pat. It was a game, man. Fuck, let it go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, so what was the score? Uh, I forgot the score. Was it close? Yeah, um, yeah, it was thirteen, twelve. Oh. Do they do you reckon they missed those they keep those players that they left? Well that's the thing, eh? Because because Kikau's gone and they lost Carousel the year before. Oh no, they lost Carousel, eh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah they lost Carousel and and um and Viliami. And they're gonna lose um Stephen Crowden next year. So And the new way. Mm. Looks like a whole new team. Yeah, so They'll be on the decline for sure. Whether they keep up with what they got now, because they did lose to the um, the England oh, champs, the championship. Eh? Yeah, Saint Helens. Saint Helens, yeah. No. So that's two big games in a row. Yeah. You know, if you don't count the the preseason games, but they lost to Saint Helens, they lost to Broncos the first round. Now the Broncos are a funny story because eh? you know is this going to be the year now the Broncos? I don't know if you guys are the Broncos supporters, but. Do you think they're gonna to turn around and make top eight? I reckon they're high chances of top eight. They, I mean, they got the players on paper. Mm. They got the players on paper. But I mean, this first round doesn't yeah. mean shit until the last after ten rounds. I reckon after ten rounds, that's when you see the you can see the the front runners from the bottom half. And I think if you think about a team like Brisbane, they've probably been the only team that's done it outside the top eight to win a premiership. And the fuck that's going back over a long history of teams who have been able to do it, you know? Yeah. Which seems oh. like the Eels have done it, but then they never won. But these guys were the last team to do it outside the top eight and won. It was when Lockheed was still playing. Mm. So they wouldn't write them off. So hopefully um, the argument that Lua had at the end sort of overshadowed the, <laughs> the biggest story that came into this game, which was uh, the Australian news 
plugging uh, back one five again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out With, to uh, you. what's the name? Brave Finesta. He was a Brave Finesta. Shout, shout, Brave. You're the man. Who's <laughs> keep keep clipping it and sharing it, man. We'll be seeing you a bill soon. So you know what? I I, I reckon they save that that story for now. Because, you know, Broncos and Penrith were going to play in game one of the first round, right? And they, uh, they knew the story was yeah. going to... They knew it when they first heard the first thing, what Cobo said about about yeah. about Kevin Walters. And they heard what he said about about Jerome Luai on the podcast back then. But they said, nah, nah, we'll save it for um before the first round because they're, yeah. they're playing each other. <laughs> but that's gospel there, really. Like, yeah. I don't think there's any amount of passion like you can show in game or gamesmanship that you can say will save you from doing what um, Luai done in that game. That's the State of Origin game, mate, where he was out. I said, fuck yeah, of course. If you got up and you saw that reaction on tape later, you'd be like, fuck him. Mm. You, you couldn't, as a player, you wouldn't respect that. Even though, even all the good that he's done in the torches, he wouldn't respect that. Like, and I said uh, then, he's a grub man. Like, there's no amount of good that he can do because that's the way his armies are. Like, yeah. that's, his, that's him naturally, you know? <laughs> These are the yeah. sort of guys you want to put the late hits on. Guys who do that sort of shit, like that's like a Dan Cole's moment, you know. Away from the play, he's got nothing to do with the, the ball, and fucking he's doing stuff like that. Yeah. And like, bro, you can't say, oh, I don't know, he's out cold. Fuck. If a guy doesn't move three seconds before you get over the top of him, fuck. What's yeah. he playing dead? It's ironic also when you see who pushed him off um, Cobo at that time. When mm. he stood over Cobo and he did his thing to, to Cobo, do you know who pushed him off straight away? It's Papa Lee, yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's Papa Lee, you know? Yeah. And I bet you if it was someone else, he probably would have gone. Like, if it was a white dude, he would have <laughs> gone, come, I'll let Bessie, I'll let Bessie. But because it was <laughs> plus Papa Lee, he was like, oh, handbrakes. Yeah, he was sorry, loud, bro. Yeah. He dropped his fools, bro. Now, you can tell, like, straight off the bat, his personality when, um, you know, his, he's, you know, like, um, that's, what did he write on that thing? That's my nigga, you know? Things like that, you know. <laughs> um, the speech, you know, at um, Brian thought was wedding. Mm. He just tell off straight off the bat, like, man, this. And no disrespect, but nah, like, I ain't, I ain't a you know a fan. Mm. Yeah, like when you think about players, they like, yeah, like might be someone or whatever. But it's like, bro, if you were picking your World Cup team, oh, you wouldn't put. As a player, like you know, because you're attracted to players, eh? When you yeah. when you see you see a guy puts on a big hurt, like you want to chase someone or like you wouldn't, oh, you wouldn't look past them. But a guy like Jerome Lloyd, the way he is on and off the field, right? yeah. you, you, you look exactly. past him. Yeah, you look past him, like you know, you wouldn't see like a Mama Nenga, Wally Lewis, Larry Daly, Ricky Stewart back in the day doing that sort of shit. No, nah, man, like that's new, eh? But you know, they say, oh, this is the new era of players. But it's like, name another five because he seems to be the only one doing that, you know. <laughs> Doesn't sell that to me, bro. I just yeah. think, bro, still a grub, man. So I watched this movie in, in during the week. It's called The Whale, and the starring Brendan Brendan Fraser. Do you know? Do you know? Yeah, he's he's off the um, oh, he's a comedian, eh? Oh, he's an actor. Um, he starred in the Mummy movies. Yeah, he's yeah, the main yeah, guy yeah. in oh, the yeah, Mummy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So and then this movie, The Whale, he plays this guy who's eating himself. To death, it's like he's he's obese and he he's gay, so he lost his boyfriend tra- tragically, and he got depressed and he decided to eat himself until he dies. You know, so just he doesn't eat. want just eat doesn't want any help. 
you know, he's stuck in his house and he's like real obese, he's real big. And man, when you when you when you see him, he looks like a obese guy, like he's trying to walk and that. I might give it up to the um the makeup and the special effects and the what they did to I forget to stay like half a day, whole day to get all this Oh, his like suit, fat suit, or his fat suit, or whatever. But it looks real, man. It looks real. It looks realistic, and you look at it and you think, "Fuck, that is." To be honest, that is yuck, man. You know. But I think that's what they were going for, you know. So it's about him. He's depressed and he's eating himself to death. He doesn't want help, mm. but he's still working. He's working as a English um, English teacher, and he's working online. So. His students come online and he's on a Zoom call and he's teaching all the students online. But his camera is always off, so there's always a blank box where he is. And he's oh. talking and you see all the all the boxes of all the students around his um his laptop. So and it's about him and he tries to connect with his um his daughter because before because he did get married, he did have a daughter, and then decided he was gay after that and then he left. He left his family. And he started going out with uh, one of his students who was gay too. So that's the story. And then, so this movie is all about him trying to reconnect to his, his daughter. who was eight years old at the time when he he left. Now she's a teenager, like she's 16. And she's a, she's like a troubled kid. So yeah. he he reconnects with her, tries to help her with her schoolwork and that. That's the last thing he wants to do. But he's also got um, all... all all the money he got from his work, he didn't spend it. It's all in his bank, and it's like a hundred and twenty grand. Mm. And he wants to give it all to his daughter. So, it's, so that's like what the film is about. But he's got a friend also who comes over to help him. Like she's she's like his nurse, and also her his um his best friend. And she comes in and she helps him and stuff like that. So it's but man, what I talk about, what I took away from this movie was it it's about it's a sort of it's about honesty being honest with yourself and not caring what the world thinks as long as you're honest with yourself like you can join it i don't want to spoil anything you have to you have to watch them the movie and you probably get what you what i mean when you when you watch the movie in the end but to me it's all about being honest being honest with yourself and when i thought of, when i saw that in the movie i thought about empty out the clip and how we're honest on this podcast, and what, yeah. how the power of being honest is to other people, like not not being afraid, and that's what it's all about. To not be afraid, no matter how bad things are, no matter how the world sucks, or what, no matter what people think about you, what, even what other think, it's like the truth will set you free. Yeah. You know, you be truthful to yourself, be truthful to others, truthful to others. People know where you stand. If you're gonna lose people because you're tr- being truthful, then hey, mm-hmm. it's not your fault. It's it's them, you know, because no one's been, no one's been honest. Yeah. And that's when you watch this movie. Hopefully, you you'll get that whole thing about being being honest, being honest, and that's what I took out of it. And it was real powerful in that in that way because then that made that made me think about this podcast and how we're honest on this, being being saying what we think is the truth, not no not holding back. Like we say what we think, we don't take it back because yeah. that's what we think. If you've got a problem with it, hey, it's not it's not our fault. It's, it's up to you. You can yeah. take it, or you can you can take it or leave it. You know, you don't have you don't have to. You know that we're not responsible for anything. You know, so 
Yeah, my girl, Moon Paula, if you're listening, you know, go and watch that movie well. <laughs> no, bro, I don't know, man. Like, you know, I, I respect that you guys can respect how he feels and stuff, bro. But, nah, man, like I've said, bro, once I'm part of something, bro, I won't let shit go, you know, because especially when it's attacking the network as a whole. So, yeah, man. Shout out to Mr. Bloody Ulkula. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So, that, that was a cool thing about that movie. So, nice. yeah, I've. I recommend it. Is it on Disney? Disney Plus or Netflix? Um, I've got it on Soap too. Oh, soap. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, hey, but no, nah, it's a good movie, man. It's um, it's sort of slow in a way because it's, it's like it's depressing because he's you're watching this guy just eat, mm. and if anything bad, like he gets he gets these lapses and he just eats, and it is like out of it. There's there's this whole scene where he gets upset, and he just goes. Looks for anything in his in his fridge, and you know he's just he's, he's stuffing his face, and yeah. like you're looking at it like fuck. I have, I have to I have to like second that. You know what, man? I watched Poker Face. Have you watching it? Have you no. watching it? Yeah, I watched yeah, the latest yeah. episode of Poker Face. Right up until you know it uncovered what happened to her. That it was her that got hurt in that last episode. Oos, I stopped and I went and made me a feed. I was upset, man, because I don't want her to get killed off. Hey, no, I haven't seen it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got up to the part where I got up to the episode oh. where the car race one. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, man, I watched the last one. It was bro, like you explained that. Oops, I had to stop and eat because I was upset. Like I'm invested. Like you know, like I say, I'm I'm sleep deprived. But I try and watch it because I got some. I like, fuck. I didn't know what happened up to a certain point, so I started watching it. Man, I got upset. Ever. It was just the bloody TV show, right? But I got a mission to sit, man. When maybe his mm. bloody feed it like got <laughs> about one in the morning. Oh man, yeah. I know it's hard because eh? people deal with emotions different, bro. Yeah. Mm. Like fuck, I've been feels like I've been through the works. Like the reason why I won't let that Miguel shit go is because mine, mine and your pictures stitched up, you know, of what oh, he feels. He. Yeah. Like I could retaliate right and put it back on 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 Twitter or all my socials. I could stitch it up. But I'd rather just say it to his face, you know? Yeah. To me, it's like, that's not... It's big of him to talk about what he's talking about. But to use two PI faces, you know what I mean? If it's not for, for like, the work that Kansas is putting in, like, using the platform to give PI perspective, if it's not for that, but more to him, bitch about us. Yeah. Bro, I'm not buying it, eh? I'm not buying it, man. And I don't respect the fact that he's saying it as the West West Network, like, it doesn't sit well with me, you know. But that's just my that's my loyalties to the to the network. But it feels like um yeah, I know. He's to his own part, fuck yeah. I won't let that shit go. But yeah, I can relate to the emotional eating <laughs> emotional eating, bro. Like, oh, it's a pretty sad movie, eh? Mm. Like to see him go does through he, that. Does he die? Oh sorry, I mean Oh, you're gonna have to watch it. Oh yeah. But it's uh yeah, it's He's he's great. He's great man acting. Wow, he's a great actor man. Like, and I think he got standing innovation for like ten minutes when this film came out. I don't oh. know if you've seen the footage on YouTube. If you if you look it up on YouTube, he got a standing innovation for ten minutes at the Cannes Film Festival or whatever it was. Got me all sad, man. First we playing listening to Ian's song and he's talking about this movie, <laughs> and then I just had a thing about Pegaface. Shit. Uh, um. Yeah. So I watched a couple of movies last week. Um, have you guys seen the the strays? That's so that's on Netflix, and then I watched um obviously the Tall Grass movie, 
and uh, the boy next door, the JLA movie. I watched that. You guys seen that? No. Oh. Which one was the best? The one that got me, I think, that got me the most frustrated was probably the um, the Tall Grass movie. Was that one when the grass is tall, and but there's dead bodies in the grass or something? No, no, no. So or there's like a monster there. No, no, no. So apparently there's a rock. There's a massive rock in the middle of all of it, and um, but he, so um, this couple pulled up to the grass because I think the because the lady was pregnant and she wanted to get get some air. And then she heard a boy's voice in the grass saying, help, help, you know, I need some help, you know. And then, I was, then the, the, girl, the girl was saying to the the, uh, the brother, oh, hey, there's a boy in there. He looks, I think he needs some help, you know. But the, So I still didn't get the movie. But um, see, there's a twist in there where then the boyfriend comes, you know, that's pregnant, you know. It, yeah, there's a. I still don't know the twist of the man. But that's why that's the first most fr- Yeah, the frustrating movie. Oh, thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention the, the good thing about the, the movie The Whale and how I say it, it's about honesty. It actually gives, and the storyline actually gives you an example of how the truth can set you free, which is pretty smart. You know, like. Gives you the actually gives you an example of what happens. So you know, I, I say that. So the truth is, for that guy um, in that movie, if he stops stressing, stress eating, he will live a, a longer and happier life. Nah, it's sort of like because he's an English teacher, and he's learning because he's he's an English teacher, so he's telling the students to write about how you feel, to to be truthful. To write about, but he's not being truthful himself because he's put the camera off, and he feels guilty oh. about that. You know, he feels guilty about it because how can he teach the students when he's about, not? Yeah, unhappy. when he's when he's not doing. Yeah. You know, yeah. So there's that, but there's another uh, there's an, uh, another thing that happens with his daughter that shows you an example of how the truth can set you free. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty smart. Okay, mm. the whale. Yeah. Yeah, look for it. Nah, man, poker face. Oh, gotta gear up for that ending then. Damn. Was that the last episode? It was the last e- Oh, of the series? No, 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 no. That was the last one I watched, but everybody got me on my feels every time, bro. Like, I was like, fuck. <laughs> Stopped. <laughs> Microwave. Started eating. And then I watched <laughs> it. I was like, fuck. Yeah, sad, man. But yeah. I've been streaming that. Um, I've been watching, I think. It was episode 78. We talk about the Chris Luxon's comments about the mob members. Mm. Bro, have you, I've been watching the Fallon show, like Pod. This is King oh, Dave. Oh, yeah. And I shared it on the page about all those um, patch members, eh? In state care. Yeah. Right. If you wonder why, you know, if you wonder why in society we have our, oh, you know, these guys should get jobs and shit. Try and live and stick here back in the day because fuck, man, this guy's got mistreated big time, man. So, remember, I talked about on that episode, I talked about that guy, um, Fake. So, Fake title, he went and did like a criminology paper and he wanted to see why, um, why he felt he was the way he was. 
and they had a patch members convention in San Manico. So over three hundred patch members showed up, different different clubs. Mm. But um, yeah, this David guy, he he has the fellowship podcast. He got invited, so he was allowed to record a lot of the guys speaking. And the saddest, saddest thing you'd ever hear, man, is like how he so he obviously recorded different takes of people that came through state care of why they've ended up inside and then come out and try to fit back into society. Um so Fecky obviously invited put out open invite to all these guys that, you know, he might have stories to tell. But there's a chief bowler, he's part of the King Cobras, he shared his in depth, like in his story of what happened to him. They came over, so he's part of the second wave of of New Orleans that came to Auckland. So they were part of the Ponsonby, um King Cobras Club back then. He went in, in and out of um, jail, but his mum wasn't all there, so she went into uh, mental yeah. health care. Yeah, uh-huh. she was never well. And he talks about how his family got split up. So he went at the time at the Rock. He comes back out. His sister got taken into Sips care. Then he ended up back inside. But when he done the second leg and he was inside Parry, he was with that um Sunny Paito, part of the Mongol Mob Kingdom. And he said the whole time that they served together, fucking they just became real close. Because they were just sharing stories about how they were brought up and then talking about state care. Back in that time, you know, Mitchell Half wasn't really big, eh? Yeah. All he knew was oh my mum's money. And then when he comes out, he looks after his mum and he still loves his club. He loves the Kinkobras. But I've heard of him talk. But just the power he had of him telling his story, eh? like you know, he took he spoke at my auntie's funeral, and he just want to listen, eh? but the way he's talking about man, these broken families, like these broken families, when you think about state care back in the day, do they know like the trauma? Like they wouldn't have known that back then, because eh? this is all new. Like we're talking about mental health, and like people have a story, like oh, they, this is what I was going through. We're not talking about relationships. We're talking about like fucking when people get institutionalized in like those small rooms, locked up for fucking 23, 28 hours, without fucking giving fed. That's why they found our home inside the clubs, and it was the fucking government that did it. You know, these guys didn't choose to because, um. There's another patch member who was part of the Stormtroopers. He talks about it, and Dave King Dave talks, interviews him. He was just saying, like, he he, he knew his family, but he was fungied out. So he knew his family from up north. He got fungied out. He's ended up in Palmerston North, and he became the Stormtroopers president down there. But we didn't, he, he's got a tattoo, he's tattooed it all over his face. And he did about, I think he says, in 40 years of his patch member life, when the penny dropped, he said he just wanted to look after the community, the homeless, because he didn't have a real home. Yeah. He met his real family at the age of 16, and then he met his biological mum at the age of 26. Oh. When he started having kids, like he had kids you know, up and down the country, when he finally got out and he was clean, because he, he got addicted to meth, he just started saying like, funny enough, I got fungi to a Palangi family, they looked after me, but then when I turned 18, they were like, oh, you're free to do it on your own. And he didn't know what to do. So he turned into a life, you know, he obviously turned to life of crime and tried to live off the drug scene. You know, thought that, oh, yeah, selling drugs is the only way I can live life. Yeah. In all these all these um, cases that have come forward, what it's shown is like, when no one can look after their kids and family can't do it, a government department will look after them. 
This is a government department. So yeah. I'm gonna fight these kids, man. Fucking, they're wondering why the the clubs are bad, but it's not the new generation of clubs, right? Club members. This is what's happened to the guys that we patched back in the day. Yeah. Fuck, it's hard to see, man. Because like, not everyone comes forward with a story, but it took one guy to come up, go up there and talk, like Chief Bowler, Sunny, and that, just to say, you know what? They did this to us, you know. And figure yeah. he's obviously got the Royal Commission investigation going, where they've got panels like people like to listen to their stories, come forward and just let them. Hey, this is what they did to us when I was fifteen, sixteen. How how do you expect them to turn up? And a lot of them are turning their lives around, you know. A lot of them are like say, "Oh man, off the drugs." We're all about trying to you know make sure that the family and the next load of club members come in, don't live what we went through. And this is them sweeping it under the carpet again, you know? Fuck, it's, it's it's terrible, man. Like, some of the stories that I've heard and I've watched. But, yeah, the one common thing is, like, fuck, a lot of them ended up in state care, man. And that's fucking the government's doing. No one else's. Like, some of them were just torn up over a little shit. Like, did a lag, like, two or three years of a petty crime, you know? Mm. But they processed them as fucking adults. So I hope they do well, man, and... The biggest push for them to do, um, to get this drive going with the um, what happened in state care is that all these guys that committed suicide, because they just felt like they had no voice, you know. They gave up because fucking no one was listening. Yeah. I took someone like Fakey to come forward, get, get educated, and see how they go about trying to correct what happened back in the day. Which is like fucking sad, man. It is sad. It's sad how that all, all that happened before and. And it's because sort of like um, no one knows about this, and yeah, they, these guys they come out and tell their stories. But you know, talk about sweeping something under the rug, you know, and then coming out and giving money to help with mental health in in the country, knowing that you're you were sort of like the source of a big problem in the past. You know, it's uh, it's it's shameful. That generation that was stripped of their language, hey. So if you were like, if you're in your seventies, late seventy, early seventies now, that's the generation that was stripped of their young noodle man. We're not allowed to speak Maori at school. I talk about the Turks being in Auckland fifty-one years. This is sort of the beginning yeah. of when those guys started getting patched up in that because they were fucking getting arrested, the dawn raids, all the rest of it. Being told, oh, you you're fucking playing up, put them in a boarding room, we'll straighten you out. That's fucking poor, man. Yeah, that's, that's sort of sad. Like, um, hearing all that stuff, you know, it, it, it reminds me that, um, you know, it keeps me humble because I thought, you know, my upbringing was tough, you know, and hard, you know. But then I always remember, nah, some, like, people out there, there are people out there that have way tough, you know, worse circumstances you know i had some people didn't have roofs over the eye you know over their heads and that you know but to hear it to hear it from like you know society's made them look like fucking mobsters gangsters like don't give a fuck about society but when those boys had nowhere to go and stay care with fucking pulling them through all that shit it was the clubs that took them in yeah it was the clubs that welcomed them me fed them gave them a sense of belonging clothed them you know, gave them somewhere Family. to sort of, yeah, that, they, that's where they got it from, the clubs. And it's fucking wrong of Chris Luxon to go on the way he was going on about it, eh? 
and it's like fuck, he has no fucking idea, no fucking idea about what he's stepping into, and he and like you know he could be the next prime minister, but it's just poor, bro, like poor Nepal. And I hope they're fucking they do take this all the way to the top, man, because they deserve to take it to the top, man. This is like a part of New Zealand history that's gonna get yeah. forgotten about, eh? you know. But I'm just glad like they gave King Dave the opportunity to record it all. But some of the stuff that came out, man, on their speeches, bro, is unreal, eh? I think at one point, um, Sonny Paito fucking was quitting Rocky. Was, but it's not how hard you get hurt. It's about how hard you can get hurt and keep going forward. You know, it's like, fuck. <laughs> Who would have thought, man, Rocky was going to be quitted by one of the passion members, eh? <laughs> but nah, wishing, mm. wishing those guys, man, and, and their, um, their investigation all the best. You know, when you got, you got a, um, a drive behind something you you really care about, you hope you can get support from other people who are really you know, investing, uh, yeah. pushing it, you know, because if they try and do those settle it out of court shit, man, that's not good enough to me. Like, for them, they deserve to take it all the way to the top and let it be heard. Yeah. Because, bro, just hearing the five guys they spoke, all different clubs, bro, these guys went through shit, eh? That's sad, man. Yeah. And it happened in this country. Yep. This fucking country that we supposedly call home, you know? Stolen land as well. That's, yeah. Someone needs to answer for all that stuff that happened to those boys. Yeah, boys, we're running out of time, so I think we'll, we'll save the few book of weeks for next time. But any last words? Uh, uh, just um, to my niece, uh, have a safe flight back to Brisbane. It was nice having you here. Um, it's been a few years since you've been here. Um, it was yeah, good having you back, back home. Yeah. Uh, mad shout out to um to that Sam Chung Fu guy, the someone cowboy. His song was like number one, eh? and we said it. We said it on Empty Out the Club, uh, like the uh, December fourth episode when we're talking about music. And yeah, his song was is number one. The Ubla D, that Ubla one. Ubla is number one. <laughs> hey. So he came over on a tour, Australia, New Zealand. Um, yeah, on the back of that Matau Tassi's Melbourne tour But he's here I saw Lorenzo interviewed him on New FM the other day And he was just getting a little take on How does it feel to have your number one song like here playing And it was funny because he said he recorded it like five years ago What? <laughs> it's just been sitting in the computer <laughs> Oh my god! So I was like, damn, this guy's talented He's hey. got bangers in Yeah, so like, shout out to him, bro Like, I remember my cousin was the one who brought him over When he recorded his first album but like just to see him blow up the way he is, especially like last summer, because it's like an ugly summer. But like, yeah. but just to see that song going, it's like nice. A shout out to that guy. And um, man, I'd like to make a special mention to Eddie Taito, man. Like um, Eddie Tua V, he's worked 30, I think, oh, give me wrong, 31 days, or was it 29, since the first floods happened. He he tied it, he, he um, tied that, chapter up last night finished he's been doing like 12 to 18 hour days a shift so he set up the first um evacuation center in Kelston. i said they set up another four after that the last one was up here Kelston community center mm-hmm. yeah so he's wrapped up he said that every person every family that came into their care they got um, accommodation sorted out for them so bless your heart bro like it's <coughs> 
it must have been so tough, man. Because it's like every time the guy was posting, it seemed like something was going on. Like they would go, site manager, over. <laughs> and he's just jumped into bed and he's like, copy that. Man, toilets are flooding. I'll be there ETA three minutes. Like, fuck. Talk about dedication. Eh? Like, if someone's going to get an award for, like, you know, the Queen's Birthday Road, that guy deserves it, man. So, shout out to you, Eddie. Keep up the good shout work, man. And bless your heartles. Need you to have more people in our community like yourself, man. But yeah, guys, KB proud. It's the mayor of Kelston, bro. You hit it here first. Salutes. Okay, I got some last words. Um, just want to um, say on next Monday, we're going to try and start the NRL podcast on the Whispers Network again. It's the 135 footy show. Started by Isaiah. Now um, it's going to be started again um, on Monday. Hopefully, I can get the, the boys down here. We can start talking some NRL, NRL rug, rugby league. Um, hopefully, on Monday. And uh, next week, I'll be writing my, my next article. Got a few ideas, eh? Like a few articles to write about. A few things. There's one idea that I really want to get into. I'll give you a hint. It's about it's about movie characters, like any movie character, and let's put them in the first fifteen rugby team. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So there's one. Okay, but uh, yeah, we'll be uh, working on that. And uh, what else? Yeah, um, just want to make an apolog- apology to the the our listeners that are, w- are watching the back of one three five on YouTube. A bit behind with the, <laughs> a bit behind with the videos there. Um, I think got five to put up. I'm in the process of doing one of them halfway through. I know it's been it's been tough. Eh? It's just hard to get time to edit the video. But if you're on Spotify or Stitcher, you can jump on there because they're already on there. The audio is up to date. And get the up to date stuff on back on on there. It's just the uh, the YouTube videos are a bit behind, but uh, I'll, I'll get onto that as soon as I can. But yeah, man, thanks, boys, for another episode. Up, boys. Hope you have a good week and let's get the fuck out of here. Ooh.